Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Great stuff. Okay, so tonight, what we what we wanted to go into, as I said, next Sunday, we are going to be sharing our vision on Vision Sunday. Phil, this morning, what we usually do on the Sunday before we come to Vision, we do a run-up to Vision, I suppose, just to unpack some of the things, to lay it down, the, the challenge when we hear Vision of how we receive it and how we move into it. One of the verses or the passages Phil was looking at this morning was in Mark chapter 14 about the woman with the, the alabaster jar, as she came in and she, she wasted this on Jesus. But one of the verses that I thought was so crucial, even in terms of where we're going to tonight, was this verse in Mark 14, verse 8. And it says this, she did what she could. Just a simple line saying this about Mary. She did what she could. And and in the run-up division and all that we're going to hear tonight, I suppose what we're asking and I suppose what I'm asking is that our hearts would be open tonight to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and to ask this question, God, what can I do? Even as we look about the nations tonight and we start to press into what God is doing in the world and around the different countries of the globe, to ask that question, Holy Spirit, what can I do? Because this, this is how Mary would set out her part, this line. She did all that, that she could. As I said, next Sunday we're going to be sharing vision. We're going to be looking at our short-term aims next Sunday. We've got a, a really good animation that takes you through some of the things that we're, we're doing locally. But if you've been around church for a while, you'll know that what we do is we outwork everything under our, our vision statement. We have a statement of vision that we believe that the Lord has given us as a local church family. And, uh, and it's, this is how everything flows out of this for us. The vision statement that we have as a church is this, that as the church and as part of the church, this is what we want to do. We want to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the kingdom of God. We are not arrogant in any way to say that we do that all on our own. We believe that God is placed us as a local church to be part of the church and we want to play our part and I suppose from the outside that's that's what we're asking even as we come to look at vision next week and as we hear tonight is that this is who we want to be as a church community we are not people who come and sit just to, to receive and to consume but we're people who want to play our part and to be active in what God is calling us to do in the world we are not just nominal Christians by name we are disciples we are those who are the sent ones that God has called to go into all the world and to preach the gospel and to make disciples of all the nations. And so this, this is our vision statement. Phil finished this morning with, with this really great story that I've been thinking about all day. And he told a story about a hen and a pig. If, if you were here this morning, you'll have heard this. But he told a story about the hen and the pig. And he said that they, they were out one day and on their way home, the hen and the pig started to have this conversation. And they started to say, wouldn't it be great if we opened up a a restaurant together? Wouldn't that be a good idea? And they thought, yes, that's a really good idea. We'll do that. And uh, and they said, well, what what do you think we should call it? And uh, the chicken decided, they said, well, I think we should call it egg and ham, eggs and ham. And the pig thought for a while, was scratching his head. And then he said to the chicken, he said, well, that all sounds good to you. He says, but it doesn't come off so good for me. Because while you are involved in laying some eggs... Every bit of me is going to be given to this. And this is what we come to look at tonight, even as we come to the nations, is to ask this. How are we posturing or positioning ourselves when we come to outworking our lives and or fulfilling the great commission that the Lord has placed upon every one of our lives as Christians tonight? Are we people who just want to simply want to come and listen to it, be involved with maybe help and support other people? Or are we those who are committed? Every bit of us is in on this. Wherever we are at, wherever we're at in our everyday lives, or if the Lord calls us to whatever part of the world it would be, how are we as people committed to giving every part of ourselves to see the kingdom come fully and breaking into people's lives? Because that's what we want to be as a church. That's how we want to lead into this in all that, that we are doing. As I said, next week we are going to be looking specifically, uh, suppose in the morning time, around the first two parts of our vision statement. We're going to be looking about how we want to outwork and help to rewrite the story of Craig Avon, uh, the city that we're part of, and Ireland, the nation. 
And, uh, but tonight what we want to look at is specifically about how we are taking part and how we as a church want to move forward in helping to rewrite the story of the nations. We'll look at a little bit more about this next week, but tonight we wanted to spend a bit more time focusing specifically on this. Jesus says these words in Acts chapter 1. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will, not you might be, not if you feel up for it, but if the Holy Spirit's alive and Jesus says this, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. If we as believers have the Holy Spirit alive inside of us, we have been given the power of God, the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside each and every one of us. We carry the authority of Jesus. We're going to be praying this at the end. Jesus said that all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to him, and therefore go, he, he delegates this authority to us. But as this, as disciples, this is what Jesus said, this is our responsibility that we will be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. As a disciple and community, we want to be those who are engaged in sending people to partner with the Holy Spirit here locally, so in our Jerusalem, so here in Lurgan and in Craig Avon. We want to be part of that. We want to be a church that is engaged in it. But we want to be a church that is engaged in what God is doing in this nation. So that's why coming on the, the 8th of September, I think it's this Saturday, there's, there's a prayer for the nation that is happening. We would love people to go to that. As the church, we want to be part of what the Holy Spirit is doing in this nation. That's why we have Tabar. We're going to be hearing about it next week, about some of the things that ha is happening specifically in this nation that the Lord is leading us into. But we want to be a church that is engaged in the nations. We cannot call ourselves a discipling community if we ignore any one part of this. We can't say, well, we're just going to focus on Lurgan and we'll leave the rest. If we are going to be a, a local church that is totally fulfilling the Great Commission, this is what we have to do. We have to be a church that is engaged to the ends of, of the earth. And, and what we wanted to do just at the outset, I wanted to take just a few minutes. I'm going to invite Katie and Rand. Did Rand disappear? No, there he is. He just moved seat. Do you guys want to come on up? Uh, what we've, we've had over the summer and over the last uh, few months, we've had some people who've been involved in the nations. We just wanted to give just a few minutes just to hear some updates before we start looking ahead to what we feel the Lord is leading us into, firstly. And uh, so I'm going to just introduce you guys. Firstly, this young man is uh, Ryan Emerson. And uh, Ryan was away spending time um, with 24-7 prayer in, in Ibiza. Ryan, tell us a wee bit about some of the things that you were doing out there and some of the things that God was doing with you. Uh, so yeah, I left for Ibiza on thirtieth uh, of April, um, and then I was out there for two months. So um, yeah, basically a normal day was we would do like we would have a day center during the day, and um, where the workers who come, uh, workers would fly out through May right through to September just to work for a full season. So um, through that, then we have our center in the West End, which was. Just open from four to eight for them to use for like Wi-Fi and like printing stuff just to chill out, free coffee, that sort of stuff, you know, because not many things in Ibiza is free, so um, it's good for that way. Um, and then nighttime rhythms were out maybe three to four times a week, four times a week from 11 till four o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, which was tough, um, but uh, 11 to four, one hour in a prayer room and then one hour in a street. So um, that was about four times a week. And just being out there probably, for me really, God was doing a lot of things. Um, it was my first time probably properly away from home. Um, but out there you're completely reliant on God. You don't know anyone. You don't. It's, Ibiza is quite dangerous. Anybody could turn on you at any stage. And um, just seeing how vulnerable people are. Everybody's out there is searching for something. They're searching for things in alcohol or in drugs or people go out there just for sex and, and it's just like it's just hard to see people of your age group and older who are like so lost but like so engulfed in, in, in the world and I think that really probably gripped my heart and God was showing me that these are guys that are your age that completely don't have a clue um, and for me it probably broke my heart but it also kind of restored in me as well that um, God kind of showed me his heart on how to love those kind of people so it was like yes they're lost but 
your love can change completely the way they view things. So. That was one of the things I was going to ask you. What did you feel God taught you during this time? Or what are some of the things you learned about God? Or some of the things you might have seen the Holy Spirit doing that was new for you and how God is revealing himself in Ibiza? Um, I think it was hard. It's probably one of those things where you have so many theories of the outcome. So if you're dealing with somebody, you're like, oh, they're, they're in a bad way. They've overdosed on drugs or something. You're like, we'll give them water. We'll sit here. And half the time, the last thing on my mind was, oh, maybe I'll pray. Um, and then finally, whenever I got myself in that rhythm, it was like, first thing I was doing was praying. And, and somebody who's completely doesn't have a clue, like mostly people would have threw up over themselves or like wet themselves or whatever. And it was that act of worship of actually stooping down and going and actually sitting in that person's vomit and people walking past you going like, what is wrong with this boy? Like, and, uh, but through that, it was that act of worship that people are actually starting to ask questions and it was like, why do you do this? Why, why are you letting this guy like be sick on you? And you're just—it's it's hard to explain because obviously vomit's pretty disgusting. But um, it's just through that it's like this is what if we believe Jesus will be doing today. And for me, especially, the Holy Spirit was just like prompting me each day just to completely surrender. So in that situation, just to to seek God first and just yeah. Yeah, brilliant. I love, there was this picture that really caught me, you sent to them earlier. It's Foy Vance, quote, she never was a fighter until he lay beside her and gently whispered hope, something how the kingdom comes, yeah. as you demonstrate it in that way, not in words, but in action and demonstrating the love of Jesus. Katie, over to you guys who are just back recently from Cambodia. Um, why don't you as well just fill in just some of the things briefly as we're doing um, during your time there? Um, no problem. So we went to, we were in the capital this year in Phnom Penh. And so last year we weren't there. We were somewhere more along the coast. So it was really lovely to be in the capital. So I feel like I need to give a wee bit of a context to the country to understand the work that we were doing. And some of the things might make you feel uncomfortable and inside make you squirm. But I think it's really important that as we go out into nations that the church doesn't close her ears or cover her eyes. So for many of you, if you don't know, um, Cambodia um, is a wonderful country, but during the 70s went through a massive war and genocide and basically wiped out a whole generation of people, which has led to this ongoing thing of brokenness and extreme poverty and just a lot of issues coming from that. And through that, that means that the brokenness turns into the industry of trafficking, um, which is such a big, big thing. The team were telling us last year, um, in one region alone in Cambodia, 210,000 children went missing. And that's massive. And for me, I, I, I don't want to close my ears or my eyes to that because the church need to rise up um, and do something about that. So obviously with all this in mind, this is the context of, of the country that we're going into. But you want to know what? There's so much hope. And so what we got to do was be part of the team out there that are doing a lot of things that are... <laughs> sorry, I love this like photo of Lee Allen trying to jump. <laughs> um, we got to be part of loads of different things, like skip, skip rope in the, in the rain. But we got to be part of the team who are doing a lot of things. They're on the front line. They're doing preventative things, but they're also um, on the front line and actually taking children and girls out of the trafficking industry. So we got to spend a lot of time with... It's almost like a slum village within the city. It, it sits on the railway. So you're literally playing football on the railway tracks and then you hear the horns like, everybody move, 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 to get out of the way. And we got to be with that community loads and just be with the kids, be with the families in that area too um, and just chat with people, teach them about Jesus. And you know what? Just have a laugh. I think that's something that we, we did was like, you know what? God loves joy. And so... A big thing of what we got to do was just bring joy and so we went on the streets and we played in the rain and we had parties in the rain with families who have no homes at all and just sleep on the streets and we also went into um, bars and along the main strips where a lot of girls are being sold and we went in and we sat with them and we did their nails and we had fun and we kept them safe in our company um, and we just faced the darkness right on and said actually darkness you don't get to win in this so those are few of the different things that we got to do practically and then um, if any of you know Adam Pickering he is a banter giver so he taught us all some new dances this trip and at one point our bus broke down at this filling station and we were performing for a whole crowd of Khmer people um, so it was just loads of stupid things it was like God what are you doing what do you want us to do um, let's just bring you into all these situations. 
It's amazing how the kingdom can come in lots of different ways and shapes, even through Pecky's dancing. Pecky's like dancing. Katie, what was, uh, what was some of the things that you experienced or learned about the heart of the Father when you were out there, some of the things you sensed the Holy Spirit doing in the nation? Yeah, I think my main thing was definitely just what I kind of mentioned, that no matter what, there's hope. So even you, when you read in John, um, the light's in the darkness, but the darkness cannot overcome the light. And that's so true. When you go to Cambodia, you're face to face with some of the darkest of darkness, if that's even a good grammar in explaining that, okay? You're literally this far away from it, sitting watching it happen, but yet you are never more assured that Jesus is with the broken and the hurting and the oppressed because you see him working in it. You see him working in laughter where there should be no laughter. You see him working in connection with people where there should be no connection. And just for some good stories, so it's not all doom and gloom that you know what I'm talking about. This week, we got a few texts from the team who are working out there, and they were able to rescue a little boy baby who was born premature. He's two and a half pounds, um, and they were able to get there on time and rescue, rescue him, and they have him in their arms now. How amazing is that? And that this is reality of what they're doing. They've already rescued one of the girls that we actually spoke to when we were in the bars. They've rescued one of those girls, and she's going to be starting a new life and doing a completely different job. And this is the hope. There's people on the front line, and they're facing the darkness because they know that the light behind them, which is Jesus, is so much greater. Mm. Um, and so that is something that he definitely talked taught me and also this idea we are all image bearers of God whether you are from this country and have lots of money or you're from Cambodia and maybe don't have a lot we're all image bearers of God and that means every single one of you and every single one of them have been created to have value worth and dignity so do you know what that means church that means that we're one of the same and we're not different so when you go to places like that it's not that you're stepping in to be the big boss or whatever but it's actually you're just the way ryan did in in um ibiza you're stepping down to sit and actually be okay we're in this together um, and so that was definitely stuff that like God was doing to me. So I'm like, yeah, like let's go sliding down streets in the rain and like buckle over and like have lots of fun um, and never giving up um, when that darkness comes face to face with you. So Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Let's give the guys a round of applause. Thank you, guys. They're just a snippet of some of the ways. There have been other ways other people have been out. It's not to, to say these ways are better, just a highlight of some of the things that have been going on with some of the people from church. We, you know that we are partnering in different nations. We partner in Uganda. We partner in India and in Gujarat. And I mean, Nina doing a lot of the work out in Hyderabad as well. And, uh, and in Cambodia too, uh, with some of the teams that are out there. We have future teams that will be coming up. Um, Mark Emerson is heading at the end of this month to Malawi um, with, with Habitat. They're building houses, again, practically demonstrating the love of God. Um, I think it was St. Francis of Assisi said, uh, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. And, uh, and that's what it's about. People going out practically demonstrating the love of God. We have teams that will be coming up over the next year that you could potentially be involved in. And this is where we would love you to ask, Holy Spirit, how could I be involved? Are you speaking to me in this way? And we've, we'll be sharing this next week some of the dates, but we have family trips coming up to Uganda. We're going to be opening that up as well, where parents can bring their children out to Uganda and a family trip. We have trips that will be coming up to Cambodia again, to Gujarat, and Nina will be bringing a team out to India, Hyderabad in October time as well. I'm sure there'll be another Habitat trip. Loads of other things and opportunities and possibilities to be able to be involved in. Again, looking more long term, this year we're really excited in terms of how we help to rewrite the story of the nations and how we engage as a church for the long haul with us. Uh, we wanted to be intentional about it, and so one of the things we're excited about opening up is this year our missions internship. We have lots of of new options and opportunities with an internship, but Zoe Weathers, is Zoe here tonight? There she is. Zoe, I'm, I'm blind tonight. I'm not seeing anyone sitting in front of me. Zoe, stand up for me, will you? This, this is Zoe, uh, who is, there she is. You can sit down again. That's pretty awkward. Zoe is, uh, 
very shy. And uh, Zoe is this year doing a mission internship force in church. And as part of that at the end, so while she'd be, I guess we wanted to look specifically about how we outwork, you know, the Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So as part of the missions internship, she's going to be doing missions locally, primarily to begin with. And as, as the time goes on towards the end of it, she's going to be doing a long-term placement with one of our global partners for three to five months. As part of it, we want to start engaging people in that way to be able to open up the opportunities and the possibility and through stories like this to allow the church to realize this is for us. This is not just for the people who are, you guys are holy, right? But it's not for the super holy, holy cool people. That's, it's for all of us. The mission opportunities are there for all of us because this is what Jesus has said to all people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you apart and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. One final thing before we go into the final part of tonight and introduce our main visitors. Jess, come on up a wee second. I wasn't planning this today, but I was speaking to, to Jess Hughes this morning uh, in church. Jess um, has been a big part of our church over the years, uh, and has spent the last couple of years um, working in a mess road in Guildford, but is now um, going on to, to Pastors New. And so Jess, I would just love you just to share just briefly about what you're doing, and then I would just love us just to pray for you before the night goes on. Um, yeah, so in a couple of weeks' time, I am going on a one-way ticket to Hong Kong to work with St. Stephen's Society. Um, St. Stephen's was set up by Jackie Pullinger just over 50 years ago, um, and they worked initially with the gangs and drug addicts in the walled city, which has now come down, but um, the work has continued, and they have a compound, which is St. Stephen's, of houses made up for um, recovering drug addicts, um, former gang members, women and children who've been exploited. Um, teenagers who are facing addictions um, and basically uh, I'm just going to live there as um, a helper as they're called and uh, just do life with them so it's just living in community um, our days will be sandwiched with worship in the morning worship in the evening and we just do life together um, we love them and um, just pray for healing for them to come off um, drugs and be free from their addictions and um, but that's it it's just loving them the, the bible teaches us to love and um, and so that's what I'm going to do and be part of that for the next few years <laughs> Let's get some of our friends up, can we? We're going to be doing this tonight just two or three times, just praying. This is a biblical thing to do. If any of our friends and the elders again want to come up, this is a good bit of exercise tonight, Phil. Let's, let's come on up and we're, go, we're going to pray for Jess. Father, we thank you for what you've been doing in Jess's life, God, over these, these last number of years. God, even her story from here. Um, and God, all that she was able to give as part of this family. And God, I thank you that she'll always will be. God, I thank you that this will be home for her. But yet, God, we just thank you for what you've been doing. I thank you how you've led her and released her into the immeasurably more. Thank you that her heart and mind has been open to what you're doing, Father, and that her seal has been up, Holy Spirit, for you to blow. And I thank you for this new direction that you've led her in. God, we thank you for what lies ahead, God, as she goes to Hong Kong. God, we just pray, Lord, your blessing upon her. God, in everything she does, we pray safety for her. God, and protection, God, and all that she does. Father, we pray, God, uh, your, your word upon her, God, that the sun would not strike her by day nor the moon by night. Thank you that you're the one that neither slumbers nor sleeps, and you watch over her at all time. Father, we just pray that you would just minister to her, God, uh, during this time as well. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, bless her. God, I pray, Lord, that it wouldn't just be what uh, Jess is able to give away, but Father, I pray, Lord, that daily, God, almost what we were hearing this morning, like Mary, God, that she would be one that would just be found at your feet. God, that she would give her time to you. And God, as, as much as we just pray the blessing through her, God, we pray a blessing to her and in her, God, during this time. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're about to release into her. And, uh, and God, we just pray, God, that Jess will be able to come back, God, with stories of your kingdom come, your kingdom breaking in in big ways. God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just anoint her afresh right now. Yeah. Holy Spirit, we just pray fresh gifts upon her. We thank you for all that you've done in the past, but this is a new moment and a new season. So Holy Spirit, we pray fresh anointing upon you, Jess. And we just, by the laying on of hands, commission you and release you. We send you in love as a family and we say be blessed and be a blessing to this nation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, Jess. Great. 
what, what we want to do um, in, in the, the latter parts of tonight, we're going to finish with worship and prayer at the end. Um, but what we're going to do, I'm going to, in a little while, invite um, a guest speaker to come up uh, who's going to be with us for, for 10 minutes. Evan Winter is here from, from MAP. Um, we, we are delighted in terms of how we as a church are, are engaging and committing to engage with the nations. Um, Tim, Tim Parks. Tim, stand up for me. I've got Zoe to do it. Stand up, will you? Uh, this, this, this is Tim. Tim uh, is someone who has been a big part of our church with uh, this area of missions over the last number of years, has been a faithful member and part of uh, the Mission Hub and church and in, in committing to arrange and, and organize and liaise with people. A lot of what Tim has been doing has been in the background as someone who has been so great at communicating with people in the nation, something that is so significant uh, and we can't, could not do without. And even each of the Christmases that we've been doing with our Christmas market, which raises money for global missions, Tim has been organizing that as well, which has been a significant part of what has been happening. He's, he's a good friend of mine as well. But Tim, Tim recently has taken up a, a role with, with MAP Mission Action Partnership. Isn't that right? Yeah. So it, it was a different name previously. And uh, Tim has taken up a role of coordinator with MAP. And uh, what we're going to do, I'm going to show you a video and then I'm going to invite um, Evan to come up and uh, just to, to lead in with the, the rest of the night force. So we're going to just watch a video that will show, showcase a little bit what MAP does. MAP stands for Mission Agencies Partnership, which is a partnership of 50 mission agencies based in Northern Ireland. These agencies work all over the world and are involved in God's mission in many different ways. MAP exists to partner with and serve the local church to inspire, mobilize and equip people for mission both locally and overseas. In effect, MAP is the one-stop shop to mission based here in Northern Ireland, a gateway to 50 mission agencies and a resource for the whole church to use. MAP enables the various agencies to save time, money and resources by working collectively on areas of ministry that they wouldn't have been able to do alone. They use their different gifts, skills and interests to organize tailor-made mission events, produce relevant mission resources, provide mission opportunities both locally and overseas, and provide training and expertise on a variety of issues and subjects. Ultimately, we want to make it easy for people to find out more about their part to play in God's mission. And our aim is that by partnering together with each other and with the local church, we can help advance the gospel and inspire, mobilize, and equip people, young and old, for mission. If you would like to find out more about how we can serve you, then please do connect with us via Facebook, Twitter, email, or the MAP website. Great stuff. So you, you'll see the name was different. The name has changed, isn't that right? I did get it right. Evan, do you want to come up? And let, let's, give, let's welcome Evan to church tonight, can we? There you go, Evan. Evan, you're, you're very welcome with us. What, what, what we would love for you to do, um, obviously, as we've shared with the church, this is... Um, this is our part of our vision statement that we want to help rewrite the story of the nations. Evan, we would love for you, if, if you could, for us, just to help us paint a picture of what actually is happening in the nations, what MAP's doing, how, how we can get involved with the nations as well. And, and uh, brilliant. And David is going to join you, isn't that right? So you're both very welcome. And uh, what we're going to do off the back of it, and um, when the guys have finished, we would just thought we'd love tonight just to be able to pray for Tim, just again, just as we've done with the other guys. We just It's a biblical thing to do. We want to pray, lay on hands, and commission him for what God is calling him to do at this time. But Evan, that's over to you. Thank you, David and church. It really is good to be with you. Um, I represent uh, the, we call it the parent organization of MAP. MAP is the Northern Ireland Office for uh, Global Connections, and you'll see our, our website there. We're based in uh, Leamington Spa in England. About 300 members, churches, and uh, mission agencies. MAP merged with us maybe five, six years ago, 
and is a Northern Ireland office. So that's the connection together. I'll speak a little bit about mission generally and about global connections, and then I'll hand over to David to talk a little bit more about MAP. But we're thrilled to have Tim join the team and be the representative, the coordinator. It is his official title, MAP coordinator. As David has said, we've changed our name recently. We were Mission Agencies Partnership. But our, our strap line is mission at the heart of the church, the church at the heart of mission. And so it can't just be agencies on their own. Churches have their part to play. In fact, mission is God's plan for the church. And I'm so thrilled to hear what you've said uh, about the vision for Emmanuel. It, it really is encouraging. And we want to work with churches. We want to help the agencies and churches work together. Because sometimes we've found in the past, agencies have made mistakes by ignoring and leaving churches out. Then sometimes we find that churches make mistakes by leaving the agencies out. And very often then they make the mistakes that the agencies made 20 years ago. And so part of our role is to provide resources, bring together and encourage working together. But I just want to share a little bit broadly about mission with you. I'll give you, I'll bombard you with statistics, which you don't need to remember there. The church have the PowerPoint. You can get them anytime from them. But it's just to, again, give you an indication of how the age of mission is just as necessary today as it ever has been. In fact, more so than previously. I took this map from one of our members. And I've just put the question there, where are the gaps? I'll answer it because the gaps are North Africa, Middle East, Central Asia, right across this whole belt where there's probably less than 0.1% of the population are Christian. How are they going to hear if people don't go? These are sometimes called the hard places. And let me be controversial. They won't be won for the Lord by short-term teams. It's going to take people who are prepared to go, learn the language, learn the culture, immerse themselves for decades to see these people won for the Lord. 29% of the world's population have never heard the gospel. 81% from a Muslim, Hindu, and Buddhist background don't know a single Christian. It's estimated there are 4,000, over 4,000 unreached people groups. One and a half billion don't have the Bible, any part of the Bible, in their, home, in their own language. You can read the statistics there. One missionary for every 400,000 Muslims. It's obviously an American research project, but for every $100,000 earned by Christians, $1 goes to evangelism amongst the unreached. The hard places who will tell them of Jesus. Second area that is growing and becoming harder. 2016, uh, the UN published that the majority, over 50% of the world's population is now urbanized. Yet, it is our experience that most missions still concentrate on rural areas. These great cities of the world, who will go and talk to, G talk to the people there about Jesus? One in six people in the world live in urban slums. Yet there's one missionary, it's estimated, for every 500, 500 slum dwellers, one national worker for every 10,000. These are not easy places to live and minister in, but they need to hear about Jesus. But let's bring it a little bit closer to home. 
England, just across the water, 95% of people in England don't go to church. 97% of 16 to 24 year olds don't go to church. 33% of church goers are over 65. 59% of churches don't have anyone in the 20 to 30 age bracket. Yet I look at the crowds of young people here. And it's estimated that by 2040 in England, 18,000 churches will close due to declining numbers. Who will go? Who will tell them? There is the need for mission workers. Mission is just as relevant today as it ever has been. And it's so exciting to be able to partner with this church through Tim to see God's kingdom extended right around the world. David, can you come? As David comes to join me, just reminded, no, Tim, we didn't tell you that you'd be working with the two old guys from the Muppets, did we? <laughs> I'm not sure if you're Walter from a man, Stadler, or who we are. <laughs> It's not often when I get up to speak and I start off with a poem. I don't think I've ever done that, but I'm going to do that. And it says, here we go. You ready? You ready? There once was a thing that couldn't be done. And my friend said, I couldn't do it. I tackled that thing that couldn't be done. I couldn't do it. <laughs> you fools will laugh now. <laughs> um, and that thing and I'm thinking about that I tackled and I couldn't do it was learning the Irish language. I served for six years in the Republic of Ireland in a church planting ministry. And uh, I'm really blessed we'll be going down there very soon. The, the, the church has been expanding and so on. Just lovely to see it. But... Uh, when I was there, I tried to learn the Irish language, and I really struggled, you know, I really struggled. And, and I didn't enjoy it at all. I thought I'd get a blessing if I learned it. I never got one. And, but but then I was reading it, some Irish language today, and I got a real blessing. And it was in your vision statement. And it's been mentioned tonight. You know what the word is? Yeah. I thought it was Tobar. I never got a blessing from a Tobar before. But I got <laughs> Tober. Tober, I think it is. And what it meant about that Isaac had dug again the wells that, that his father Abraham had dug. You know, he, he came back and he dug them because the Philistines filled them in. Philistines are always the same. They're trying to fill in wells. They're trying to block the flow of the gospel with living water that, that's, that should be all around the world. And what a tremendous thing that, to read that vision of yours. Vision is a picture that's far better than anything we know today. It's a word picture painted by faith of a future that's far better. It's, it's, a, it's a picture of where you believe God is already working. It's not your plan, it's his plan. Where you believe God is already working. That, that vision of yours is exactly that. And I got thrilled whenever I read it. You know, I really was. And I heard the vision statement there as well. Map is about mission. MAP is about mission. I, I became the chairman of MAP three years ago and I couldn't figure out what it was. You see, it's, it's, it's not a mission in its own right. It's not a church. It's, it's a kind of an anomaly. It, it sits in between, but it has a strategic position in between the mission and the church. It, it, can, it can link them together and so on. MAP has a membership, if you heard, of almost 50 um, uh, missions that are based in Northern Ireland. Each of those missions represents teams that are in virtually every nation. And I heard lovely stories here tonight. So encouraging. And every time we meet this MAP, we get some of these people to tell us stories from around the world. And they blow you away. There's never been a time in history when it, it seems so exciting what God is doing in mission. Do you realize you know, that there's been more Muslims have come to faith in the past 18 years of this, of this new millennium than there has been in every century put together since Muhammad. Count, add them all together. There's been far more has come in this. I read recently about a, one sheikh who came to the Lord in East Africa and through him, he started leading other sheikhs, Muslim sheikhs. And you know what? There's now 400 Muslim sheikhs have come to Christ. 
you know, friend of ours that we've been trying to help. She, she's not a Muslim, but she, she's been Eritrea, from Eritrea and, and, and is trying to get settled here. If she goes back to Eritrea, she will, she will be, she'll be killed. But this week we've just heard that she, she was giving her testimony in Belfast last week. 19 Muslims came to the Lord. God is really working and we hear it all the time. And that's, it's all this, this thing about mission. Such an exciting, exciting thing. Map basically then, as you heard on that video, is like a, a one-stop shop for mission. Um, if a minister says, I would like to, do, we're thinking of, of partnering with churches in, in, in Mongolia. Um, how do you find out who's there? I wonder what's available. And, and he might have said, well, I'll have to make a half a dozen phone calls. I haven't got the time. Um, and if I phone people, will probably want me to use them and you know, get involved with them. And there will be in, they'll be offended if I don't. So how does the minister really get around that? Well, he can make one phone call. He can phone Tim. I'm getting him worried now. Is he going to know everything there is about, about all those 50 missions and what they have on offer and all the rest of it? And he's going to provide the link. MAP is about the missions who come together, getting encouraged by coming together. MAP at the heart of it believes in collaboration, being one. And that's not just a wee principle we made up, it's a biblical principle. How blessed it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's there the Lord commands the blessing. And in MAP, as we come together, we explore how instead of everybody doing their own wee thing, we can actually work together. MAP has a bigger vision too, not just to see mission agents work together or agencies. We have a vision to see the, the three main players, that's a bit of a worldly term, but you know what I mean, and mission. The main one is, is the church. Mission belongs to the church, right? And then there's the mission agencies. And then there's the training institutions. Well, from around the world, we're, we're, we're hearing stories about what happens when instead of all these groups doing their own wee thing, they start coming together to collaborate. As we were talking about, you coming together even with churches in the town. When that begins to happen, God seems to really move. So we have a vision for that as well. That'll be part of what Tim is about. Matt, we have just been through a re-envisioning process, hence the change of name. Change of name is not just at all has happened. Map in the past perhaps could be said to have been mostly about sending missionaries overseas. But God is it's just turning the boxes upside down uh, because we have sent missions, uh, missionaries overseas for a long time. And, but in these countries that we sent missions to, there's been massive growth. And now the mission field has become the mission force. And they're sending missionaries to back to us in droves. And all sorts of things that the handy wee boxes we have don't work anymore. And God is bringing the world to us. And what an opportunity that is. And, and so MAP has been recognizing this big change. And over the past couple of years, we've been exploring a whole different vision. And it has four, four objectives or four mission thrusts. And the first one is, you know what, when I read through what we have and I read what you have in your mission statement, boy, I got excited. I got excited. Our, our first one is uh, lighting the fire. That's about rekindling a passion for mission. Rekindling a passion for mission. It sounds like opening old wells to me. You know, and the second one is mission in Northern Ireland, helping those churches, even those who say we are evangelical but don't ever get involved in it, uh, to to become missional again. You know, sounds like opening wells to me. Um, and the third one was mission from Northern Ireland. It's continuing to look for people who, as Evan has said, will go to these hard places to to, to really plow new furrows and so on. And sounds like opening wells to me. And, and the fourth one was mission to Northern Ireland, helping those people we met with some people like that last week, people who'd been sent here as missionaries. What an amazing thing that is. And, and, and helping them to get in and helping them to work. So as I read through your vision and our vision, the parallels to me were clear. And then I began to ask myself a question as I close here. Um, it is, is the appointment of Tim from this church just a coincidence or is it a God incidence? Is it part of the working out of the vision that God has already given you? 
Could there be something in this partnership that's going to be bigger than anything we have even thought about? Is God in this? Bottom line is, guys, I really believe he is. So if I could ask you, and I know you're already coming, but remember this guy. And remember his wee wife, you know. And remember this wee family. And just pray God's blessing upon him. He, he's going to have to take on a lot of, a lot of responsibility very quickly. And <laughs> good on you, boy. And, you know, so pray for him and pray for us and pray as, as we, you know, partner. Like that, that God would really open things that we've never dreamt about. God bless. Okay, thank you. Great. In the, in the last part of tonight, we're going to go into worship in a way, but what we wanted to do just before this, um, we would love to pray for Tim. And uh, so Tim, do you want to come up? Sandra, are you here? Andrew, bring well up with you. We'd love, we'd love to pray for Tim again. We believe this is purely biblical to do. And so again, our elders, if you want to, if the joints allow you to get up again. Um, and any friends, any, anybody from church, anybody from the church family that would just love to come and be part of this, um, Evan and David, if you guys want to come as well, we would just love to just pray for Tim, to lay on hands and, and just to commission to set him apart for, for this work. And uh, we'd love you to be praying, not just at this moment for him, but just be praying throughout this year uh, as, as things go on. So uh, if, if you feel comfortable, let's stretch out your hands towards him tonight, can you? As Father, we thank you for Tim, thank you for Andrea, thank you for the family, Lord. We thank you for the, the vision that you've given to, to Tim, the passion that also you've placed in his heart for, for missions. Yeah. We thank you how he has proved that amongst us here, Father, this past few years. Yeah. Thank you for his devotion to that and his dedication to that. And now, God, we just ask you for your blessing upon him as he moves into this new season, this new chapter in his life, Lord. We ask you for your blessing upon him. We ask you that you would guide him. We ask you, God, that you would give him great wisdom. Uh, we pray that you would anoint him, Father, for this task. And uh, we, we know that... Uh, that, that you will bless him and he will be a blessing uh, to Map as well. We thank you for all that we have heard about that tonight. And we just ask you, God, for a continued favor. Yeah. We pray <clears throat> that you would give uh, Tim favor with the people that he works with, Lord, as he com commutes or as he corresponds with so many different people. We ask you, you, would, you would give favor, Lord. Uh, to Tim and all of this. Thank you for him, Lord. We send him forth. We, we send him forth in the name of Jesus. We, we thank you for him. We pray your protection over him, Lord, in this role. We pray protection over his family, your anointing over his home and his, uh, uh, on Andrea as well and upon the children, Lord. We just pray your protection in all of this. And thank you for him, Lord, in Jesus' name. All right, let's, let's stand our feet, can we? You've been sitting for a while. We're going to go into worship. Chloe, if you and the guys want to get ready. But Maddie, could you fire my screen up? We're just going to just pray together. What I would love us to do, this, this is a night to hear about mission. It's not a night just again to hear some nice stories and to think, aren't those people great? But it's a night to hopefully motivate us and inspire us all to be involved. This is the mission statement, and it's great that you guys were saying this about MAP. It's a recognition that it isn't just a global thing with missions. This is local. We are all involved, everyone, every day, everywhere. We're going to be plugging into that a lot more next week, but it's here. It's right where we're at. Tomorrow when you get up, you're a missionary. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Jesus says you are called to be his witness when you go into your work tomorrow, when you're with your families, when you go home tonight, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. You've been called to be a witness. Some of you will have a call upon your life. You will hear the Lord and let it be a yes upon you. You see tonight and you hear some of the stories that take sacrifice and there's a cost for it, but this is how the kingdom comes. And so what I would love us to do just as we finish, and Chloe and the guys will lead off the back of this in worship. I would love us just to pray of a prayer on the screen, just a few slides of us all committing ourselves to this. 
because we are all the sent ones. This, no one, if you're, if you're a believer here tonight and you have the Spirit of the Lord living within you, this is for all of us. And we'd love us just to be able to commit. We are all the sent ones set apart for this great task of unfilling the Great Commission. Let's read this together. After three, one, two, three. Father, the earth is yours and everything in it. You are the creator of all things and the whole earth speaks of your glory. Tonight, we pray for the nations and we simply ask your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for those who are facing challenging situations and circumstances around the world. While we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would comfort those who mourn and provide for those in need, we realize that we are your church and we carry out your ministry, Jesus, on earth. We pray for the church in the nations. May we demonstrate your grace, love, goodness, and glory to all and make Jesus known to all mankind. We pray for our brothers and sisters around the world tonight who are being persecuted for their faith. We pray that they will endure and that they will know your peace and comfort. May their lives and testimonies demonstrate your sacrificial love as they love and bless those who persecute them. Minister to each person and allow your peace to guard their hearts and minds. We pray for the world leaders and those in positions of power. We pray that you would break powers of corruption and release your kingdom values in the nations. Raise up men and women who will rule and lead their people with truth and justice. Jesus, you are the hope of the nations. All authority in heaven and on earth is yours. We therefore stand tonight as your church to commit once again to co-partner with you and share the good news of the gospel and the hope that it brings to all mankind. And so we pray, wherever, whenever, however, we are willing to be sent and we give our lives afresh to you. May our lives bring you glory and make you known in Craigavon, Ireland and the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus, this is all for you. Glory of your name. And right now we just worship that name that is above every other name. Be glorified, God, in this, we pray. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.